0: It's early March and it feels like we have come out of darkness, with a pathway out of lockdown and isolation. We can feel the promise of spring, but winter still comes back to bite us. It's been a difficult, dark winter. In Christianity, much of March is given up to Lent. The last of the winter food is used and winter fires are still burning. We make pancakes on Shrove Tuesday, followed by those ashes from the fire on Ash Wednesday. As we go into Lent, it is a time of contemplation and surrender. Lie or sit somewhere amongst an ash tree, or imagine a huge straight ash above you. Put your hands on your lower belly and close your eyes. Take a deep breath, and feel that breath going down into the base of you. Breathe in through your mouth and out through your nose, starting to build up heat where your hands are. So just take a few breaths and feel like you're breathing down into your belly. Then imagine yourself in a barren place with nothing growing around you. In your mind, walk towards a fire pit and look amongst the ashes. Something moves. Something alive is stirring. What is it? Slowly come back to yourself and gradually open your eyes. If you're in the woods, maybe gather some leaves or wood to make what you saw. If you have a fire, put it amongst the ashes. If you're outside, cover it with mud and leaves. We have begun to light the fire in our belly. On a day like today, we can feel the warmth of the sun and spring feels like it has begun. We can see it burst up out of the earth. We can breathe a sigh of relief as we feel We are at last out of the ashes. We've come through winter, through lockdown, into spring, and new life is emerging. This is a season to spend time alone in nature. Notice what's emerging around us. A miracle is happening. Color returns, the blossom is breaking out, and daffodils are popping up everywhere. Just allow yourself to settle into stillness. Give yourself some space to be still. Allow time to pass. And imagine your roots going down into the ground like an ash tree, and you emerging, stretching up towards the sky, singing up to the treetops, flowering, playing, and being alive. Here's Ian who's going to tell us the story about the ash.
1: The Vikings were called the Aisling or Men of Ash. The ash tree is the tree that the Celtic people associated most with the month of March. For the Viking, it was Yggdrasil, the world ash. This ancient and shamanic image illustrates three levels of consciousness as well as the journey of a human life. The roots of Yggdrasil are found in the underworld, the unconscious self. Because it contains all the material that we have chosen to repress, it is also our past and in particular our childhood. It is our foundation, the place that we are growing from. Everything that emerges in our life, emerges from here. In the myth of Yggdrasil, the world serpent gnaws incessantly at these roots. Once again the symbol of a dark feminine, the gnawing of the serpent is the gnawing of our wounds demanding attention. This dark material is the compost from which life blossoms. The alchemists call it the primer materia, the dark lead that lies heavy on our hearts. It is the raw product that we must use to make our magic in the world. Yggdrasil had a spring at its roots known as the Well of Erd. Here dwelt three wise women, the Norns, who oversaw the destinies of men and their names were fate, being and necessity. They were associated with childbirth, and they stand awaiting our rebirth from the roots each spring. To the Celts, the ash was also associated with rebirth and new life. In this context, ash was used to heal sick children, who were passed through a split in the trunk. The trunk was then bound and prayed over. If a tree healed, it was believed the child would also be healed. The trunk of Yggdrasil is the here and now, this world that we live in, the present. It is here that the alchemical transformation of the prima material takes place. When we allow ourselves to be in relationship with our feminine, to be present in the here and now and feel, we begin the transmutation of our wounds, changing the lead into gold. In the branches of Yggdrasil we find the future and those elders who, having worked their alchemy, are now harvesting their gold. In the myth, the lower branches of a home of deer which graze upon the leaves. As symbols of love and gentleness, the deer are an indication of the nature of this harvest. We may strive for material wealth, but it is in the fruiting of relationship, both with ourselves and others, that we find real gold. This is a harvest of a heart and can be there in all our futures. We can make treasures and hang them among the branches to honour this. Beautiful clusters of crystal, hazel, catkins, spring flowers, soft, warm glass from the beach, little clay birds dressed in real feathers, fool's gold and precious stones suspended like fruit alongside fat balls rolled in seeds for the bird to enjoy. Or we can climb a tree and sit there, contemplating the riches around us. There is so much gold about at this time, as the pussy willows flower, gorse petals emblazon the cliff tops and moorland, and daffodils and primroses carpet the woodland. At the top of the trees sits the eagle, the higher self. Looking upon our whole life, we can understand the meaning of our journey, no longer caught up in its illusions. Now we can see the wood for the trees. So then the work is done. We take our final breath, and the eagle spreads its wings and leaves the body. Odin hung himself upon this tree. Buddha sat beneath it. Christ was nailed to it. All surrendered themselves to the feminine. They received, felt and suffered their wounds. The mysteries were revealed to them and they soared like eagles.